In every episode, we talk about the nuts and bolts of business. No hype, no hyperbole, no theory, just cold, hard facts of stuff that works. Stuff that moves you forward. And you have heard me say that business is a machine. Well, every machine has a key. What is the key to business? Communication is the key. And we're going to get some things started. So buckle up because here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. You can overcome adversity. You don't have to be beaten down. Stephen has learned the hard way. And after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done. To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now your host, Stephen Caps. I got a question for you. But first, I'm going to ask the question to myself. Why do I play it safe? Why do I not want to be too loud, too bold? I just want to blend in. I don't want to stick out too much. I... Oh, my goodness, I hate it. I hate it. I want to be me. I want to be different. I want my businesses to be different and to stand out and be bold because if we blend in with everybody else and we're just a commodity, then who cares? Big deal. Texas Gates, big deal. Big deal. Pull up and thrive. it's, It's just another podcast. I do not want to be just another podcast. I do not want to be just another business, and I'm tired of playing it safe. I want to be me. I want to be me. I want to be bold. I want to be what God has created me, Stephen Caps, to be. Are you tired of playing it safe? Are you tired of a blending in and, and looking like every other business in your industry? Well, it's time to be bold. It is time to stop playing it safe. It is time to stick out from the crowd. Maybe you've been thinking about reaching out to me for one-on-one coaching. Maybe for the last year you've been thinking about it, but you're playing it safe. Well, stop playing it safe. Reach out to me at connect at stephencaps.com. I'm not looking to be working with hundreds of people. I work with a small handful of people, people that I know that I can help and we can move forward. It's about helping you move forward in your life and business. So reach out to me at connect at stephencaps.com or go to my website, stephencaps.com. Check it out. Let me know what you think. So you've heard me talk about how business is a machine. The thing about a machine is that every machine has a key. No matter how great and powerful and awesome and incredible a machine is, no matter how great your car is and it has, you know, 100 horsepower, I know nothing about cars. I, I just pump 
uh, gas in the little door on the side. But, uh, but no matter how great the machine is, it ha- you have to have a key because the key is what gets it started. Communication in your life and business is the key. If you do not have communication, you are stalled out. You will be frustrated. Everyone will be frustrated around you. Why did you start your business? Did you start it to be frustrated? Did you get into this thing that you love? So, oh, I love making websites. I love installing fences. I love, I am passionate about serving people. Did you do that so you could be frustrated and hate your life? Probably not. But when you do not have communication, you are frustrated. And your team members are frustrated. Your, your customers are frustrated. So what we are going to do today is we're going to remove the frustration from your life and business. About 12 years ago, I asked a Jeffrey to cut out a key that said communication and then hang it up on the wall. Well, I was a thinking some little eight or, you know, a 10-inch key that said a communication on it. Well, well, this thing's probably three feet wide and says communication. And that's been hanging on our wall for 10 years plus, I know. But communication is the key. And if you don't have it, you are going nowhere. Number one. You have to actually do it. I know you You actually have to do it. Don't just talk about talking about it or worst yet, think about it. Okay? And do not say, I shouldn't have to say anything they should know. This is a huge mistake. This is a huge mistake. Do not do that. If you want to fail, this is how you fail. You think, well, they should know that. I shouldn't have to say it. That is the quickest way to fail. No one lives in your head. No one can read your thoughts. You have to say it out loud on purpose, not in passing, not in a flippant comment, but it has to be intentional communication. So number one, you have to actually communicate. Number two, put it in writing. These are all different forms of communication, different ways to communicate so that everyone understands. When I say put it in writing, it's a, a contract, it's drawings, like in our gate business, we do a drawing of the gate with the artwork in the gate, with the name in the gate. Everything that's going in that gate is in a drawing. So it's clearly communicated. Contracts, drawings, examples. Maybe, maybe you don't have drawing software, but you can have a picture of an example. Then you communicate about the picture because lots of times someone sees a gate and they say, I want a gate like this, but they don't always communicate what they're thinking. I know here we, here we go again. We have to dig out what they are thinking. 
Well, what about this gate? Do you like? I like the shape of it. Oh yeah, I don't like the other ninety percent of the gate, but I like this gate. So you have to put it in writing, contracts, drawings, examples, then a customer signature. Have your customers sign off. I was talking to a business owner last week. And he was complaining about his customers because he was not giving them some example, some specific example of the product that they were building. Then they're finished with the product, and it's not what the customer wanted. And he's blaming the customer. It is our fault. We are responsible. To be sure that everything is clearly communicated, I'm gonna say it again: contracts, drawings, examples, and then the customers, and then the customer signs off on it. One more thing: I'm beating the drum again. Mission statement and core values. It's another form of communication. The handyman business is ramping up again. And so we, so we had a meeting. There was four of us in on this meeting, and here is our mission statement. Here is our core values. Is everyone on board with this mission statement? Because if you're not, I don't want you in the room. Because we are on a mission. This is our mission. Our mission is to change the world of the home service industry by. Radical integrity, extreme clean, and customer service that'll blow their mind. If you do not want to join this mission, I don't want you in on this because we are taking this heel. This is where we are going. This is what we are doing. If you're not willing to die on this heel, I don't want you to go with me. Clear communication. I was not mixing words. This is where we're going. This is what we are doing. Then you get people who want to join you on the mission. You get people who have the same core values. I am communicating where we're going, what we're all about, what we stand for. Do you want to join me? Clear communication in writing. And number three. If you don't know, it's okay to say I don't know. You just have to communicate it. Whenever we realized that COVID was a real thing here in Texas in the early two thousands, well, early sorry twenty twenty, and they shut down bars and restaurants. All right, who's next? Right. So we got together as a team. And I said, my exact words from memory, from what I could remember, is, I do not know what's going to happen right now. I know how I am going to react, but I do not know how the marketplace is going to react. But we got together as a team and communicated. Okay, this is the plan based on the information that we have right now. Do not make the mistake. Oh my word! This is stupid. Okay, this is stupid to do this. I have dealt with vendors and contractors that if they didn't know what was going to happen next, they just don't call. No email. No message. 
I was having some cabinets built in this family gathering barn that, that Sarah and I are building. And I called, emailed, messaged, trying to get a hold of the cabinet builder for months, months. And he would not reply. So I called a friend that they deal with this company a lot. And they answered her phone. And then she calls me back and said they didn't respond because I didn't know what to tell you as far as the schedule. Oh, well, then that's just great. Just, just ignore me. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Do not do that. Do not do that. If you do not know or things change and it pushes out the schedule and you don't know when you'll be able to complete the job, call the customer. They are trying to give you certificates of, of appreciation with dead president's faces on it and you're ignoring them. Well, I didn't know what to tell you, so I just ignored you. If you want to remain a struggling business, do stuff like that. Just ignore people. All right, I'm going to get off that, but do not do that. If you don't know, it's okay to say that you don't know. Okay, number three, on to number four, written job descriptions. Another form of communication. We just hired a new handyman, Juan Rodriguez. He is amazing. And we have a written job description. So this is what I expect from you. So here it is in writing so you know what I expect from you. Then he reads it, and then we can communicate and make changes. But then we're both on the same page. Do not make the mistake. Well, he should know. He should know what I'm thinking. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I have an attitude or if I'm in a mood uh, today or what's going on. But do not do that. Do not do that. You are being incompetent if you say that they should be able to read your mind. They should know what I expect. They should know. Oh, don't do not do that. All right. This is a different type of show. I uh, guess I'm in a mood or something, but don't do that. Don't do stupid, idiotic stuff. All right. Written job descriptions. Another form of communication, because, again, communication is the key. This is not hyperbole. This isn't just me, oh, I don't know, I got to do another show, so let me, let me put a bunch of something together. This is real life. This is how we run our businesses. But I uh, talk to folks, and the stuff that we teach is simple, common sense, do these three things. And I think what so many people are looking for It's something crazy and the magic key and I don't know. What we teach works. What we teach on this show is exactly how we run our businesses. And we have great businesses. And we have a great life. And there's no frustration. Not that we're perfect. Not that we don't ever make mistakes. But we do the stuff that we teach on this show, which removes the frustration and the fires and the drama and all that stuff from your life. So do written job descriptions. 
Number five, communicate all the time, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. So at the first of the year, you and your, you and your primary leaders get together and plan out the year. If you work by yourself, do it by yourself or with your spouse, whatever, whatever makes sense for you. But plan out where you want to go for the year. Then you keep pace on it on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, weekly basis, and a daily basis. Now, what we do on a daily basis, we call the daily stand-up. It is just a 5 to 15 minute short meeting of what is going on today. Who is in the building? Joe has to leave early. What's going on with XYZ job? Just a quick, this is what's going on today. Then on the weekly, myself, Sarah, and our two primary leaders meet to keep a pulse on what's going on in the business. Then those two leaders meet with the other leaders to plan out the week. So it's clearly communicated, tons of communication, because we believe this stuff works and it's important. And if you want to have good quality people, you have to create an environment that they love to come to work in. And no one likes fighting fires. No one likes drama. No one likes not knowing what's going on. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Whenever all else fails, communicate. Ask questions. Number six, personality assessments, like a DISC assessment or an Enneagram. This is another form of communication, so you understand the types of people and what is important to them and their personality for communication. As an example, in the DISC assessment, I'm a high D. So I'm hard charging, I get the job done, and I don't care about details, okay? If I ask how did the job go, I want to know, did we get done, was the customer happy, and did we get paid? The details in that situation are not important to me. That is important for you to know if you're dealing with me. Now, I have lots of high S's and high C's, which is all about the details. If they don't have the details, it stresses them out. Well, I have to understand that. That's another form of communication, understanding one another. So in all of our workspaces, we have this DISC assessment printed out, nicely framed, very professional with the team member's picture. So when someone walks into my office, they know what they're dealing with. It's another form of communication. And I'll drop some links for for each assessment in the show notes, like always. So number seven, communicate the customer journey, systems, and scripts. And like I said, we had a big handyman meeting a few days ago. Well, actually, we've had tons of handyman meetings because we're really ramping that up right now. And it's important that everyone is on the same page. It is important for everyone on your team to understand 
what everyone on the team does and what is our workflow that has to be communicated in writing. Again, do not say, well, they should know. No, they shouldn't. They should not know. Unless they're mind readers, they should not know. Communicate, communicate, communicate. So we go over, this is the workflow. Everyone understands and it removes the frustration. I've worked in so many places where the office is at odds with the guys in the field. And it's head-butting all the time. And everyone hates it, but nobody does anything about it. You have to communicate. So, again, the uh, customer journey, systems, scripts, do role-playing. We are using an app, looks one way on the guy's tablet versus the desktop in the office. And one of the office girls put in the address, but then it wasn't showing up on the app in the field. So we got together the office gal who was doing an amazing job, Heather. She puts in a mock invoice or a mock scheduled appointment. And then Juan goes in to the app and he looks at the app and we walk through it together. So in real life, when we're going on real jobs and to real customers' houses, we know what the heck we're doing. Do not, do not try to wing this stuff. Do not try to make it up as you go and then everybody's frustrated. Do not change it every time and then everybody's frustrated. We want to remove the frustration from your life and business. And by doing this, I know it's not a glamorous. I know it's hard. That is what we do here. We do the hard stuff. It is easy to try to ignore it and to sweep it under the rug. And do you know what you get? Frustration. Everybody's frustrated and then people quit. Communication is the key. And number eight, you as the business owner or manager or leader, you are the chief repeating officer. How many times do you have to say it? A lot. You have to say it over and over and over again before they even hear it one time. Because you've been thinking about this for weeks, months, years, whatever. And so, so it's in your brain. It is not in their brain. They have never even heard of it. Now you're going to go in there and then tell them once and you expect them to do it. You have to say it over and over and over again. And then you have to train it and say it and remind them. Whenever I first discovered this system stuff, I created a system for how we want to ship a, a fire pit. I made up a checklist. We went over it one time, and then we shipped a fire pit, and no one did the checklist, and I about lost my mind. And I was on a coaching call, and the coach said, how many times did you go over it with them? And I said, well, well like once. And he said, no, you are the chief repeating officer. So you have to do it over and over and over again whenever your T 
team members can do imitations of you. You have just said it enough. So it's over and over and over and over again. Because no one else is going to care about this as much as you do. And especially in the beginning. So you have to communicate this stuff over and over and over again. So remember, communication is the key. And we're trying to drive this thing forward. So let's put a bow on this. One, you have to actually do it. Two, put it in writing. If you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know. Four, written job descriptions. Five, a cadence of communication. Daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. Six, personality assessments. Seven, communicate your systems and scripts and the customer journey. Eight, you are the chief repeating officer. If you can do these eight things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Remember, communication is the key. And also remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.